Welcome to this week's podcast. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, Digital Content Manager.ie. This week, my guest is Rosie Elliott, author of Behind the Mirror. Take a moment and listen. What inspired Rosie to write her book, how she wrote it, and who she helps? Hello, Rosie. You're very welcome to this week's podcast. So firstly, can you tell me about your business, who you help, and of course, tell us all about your book, Behind the Mirror. Oh, thank you, Rosemary, for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm so excited. So what do I do? Well, my background is in teaching. However, when I retired, I thought, what on earth am I going to do now? So House of Colour is my business, and it's a franchise. And what we do is we help people when they are slightly confused or curious about what colours suit them best, what style suits them best, where to actually do their their shopping, what makeup suits them best, because we have our own line of makeup as well, which is all paraben-free and um, hasn't been tested on animals. So that was what I did. And I've been doing this now for nine years and I still love it. I still get a kick when my clients walk through the door and they actually don't know what to expect. So they've got their excitement and it builds in me and we have such fun together. Um, Yes, I can see that. Um, This morning I saw you to LinkedIn post and it was coordinated with your book cover and you look lovely. (laughs) So So, yeah, so mm, what inspired you to write the book? So um, I've always been somebody that wants to continue learning, a lifelong learner. And at one point in time, I thought there was an awful lot being dare I say, bandied around about imposter syndrome. And I thought, I want to go and explore a bit more about this. And so Claire Joseph, who wrote a book called Ditching the Imposter Syndrome, was actually doing a course, a postgraduate course. And so I thought, I could do that. So that was fine. So I learned all about going into it thinking, I don't have imposter syndrome. Well, very quickly, I found out that, yes, I maybe did have a little bit So um, anyway, went through the course. That was fine. And in January 2022, I qualified. Congratulations. And then I thought as a mentor. And then I thought, well, now what am I going to do? I thought, I know what I can do. I can write a book. So People often say, have you always wanted to write a book, Rosie? No. It just came to me in a blinding flash when I thought about all my knowledge and understanding about learning about teaching, about colour, about style, about imposter syndrome, about I'm also qualified with transactional analysis, which is all about your ego and your behaviours. And I thought I could put all of that into a book. And if it would help even one person to get a further understanding about themselves and how to be their best self, I would have won. Yes, and what's really nice about your book, and I've read it and everything, is you approach number one, the inside, because obviously the inside is very, very important. If the inside isn't right, we don't have confidence. If the inside isn't right, we don't smile, etc. So no 
disrespect, but the first thing, the stats are there, and you can, you'd know them better than me, but I remember them in the book, is people notice your face. And Absolutely. obviously, it doesn't matter what clothes we are wearing. If we are not happy, we are not confident, it come, comes across. So what is really nice about your book is you kind of address us from all the different sides from the inside and from the outside and how we go and approach things and how, as you say, we can be the best person we can be. Mm. And especially, and something happened to me recently, I've got an electric bike and I was actually, before Zoom, (laughs) I went um, on my bike and it rained. I'm in Ireland, it happens to rain. (laughs) And I ended up on this Zoom call because I hadn't enough time. And I was very kind of conscious of I'm not quite being as confident today. (laughs) Because even though I said it and I made a joke of my wet hair. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, a bad hair day is an awful thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And even on the online world. People notice all these things. So now, obviously, you had to put a plan together and work out how you're going to write your book. So how did you approach writing your book? Well, Rosemary, I was out walking the dog when I actually thought about writing a book. And what I did was I thought, right, we're faced with mirrors the whole time. And we may not actually like what we see in the mirror, So what sabotages do we put in place that we don't feel our best self? So I thought, all right, so that would be something. And I came up with the the title, um, Behind the Mirror, What Others Don't See. And I then put together the chapters. So there was the introduction about, well, what are you going to learn? Why am I writing it? Um, What do you think the benefit? What do I think the benefits might be? What am I hoping that you will take from the book? Excuse me. And then I thought, right, I'm going to speak about my mirror because I thought if I can speak about me and show my vulnerability, then others may think that it's it's okay to show theirs. So I mapped out my mirror and going from being a very little girl right through to where I am now and the lessons that I learned and how I've felt about myself, um, the lumps and bumps along the way. My favourite one is that um, when I'd been married for 17 years, I was traded in for a younger, blonder model. Um, So that was a bit of a shock. Um, But I survived. And it was taking that outlook about I could either go into victim mode and go, oh, woe is me. I've been swapped in for a younger model, the younger, blonder model. Or I could go, hey, get your big girl pumps on. And now what are you going to do? So that was that bit. So I showed my vulnerability. And then what I was hoping people would do, and I gave them the kind of exercises, a bit of homework to do in your mirror. So how come you are where you are? And I'm hoping that that will help people as well. So when they voice it, when they think about it, that it actually does help you. It puts it into perspective. Yeah. Because so, mm. so then what I did was I thought about, right, there's the inside bit. So what messages have we received? 
from the time that we're little, what experiences have we had, where are we now, what happened, and that imposter syndrome, that who am I to think that I am good enough to? And then I tied that in with my transactional analysis as well. And then I thought, right, what about the outside? So that's all about the colour and the style. And then um, I take people through that. I take people through the um, the processes of how we work it, how we find your colour, how we find your style, how we can help with that. And then I thought, right then, so are you going to clean your mirror now? So I'm hoping then that they put all of that information together and that they actually come out with, yeah, do you know this? I've polished my mirror and I'm feeling a whole lot better about myself. So that was kind of how it came about. And um, really interesting because that was how it came about. Guess which chapter I did almost last was the inside. Yeah, and I can imagine, I can understand for a lot of people that could be very, very complex because we all have our belief systems and and that actually, because when I was reading your book, it kind that kind of crossed my mind. For just something that's happening, actually, is I had a school reunion earlier in the year, and we actually have another one in in April. And I'm sitting around looking at all of us, and we're obviously not twenty anymore. And how, in some ways, you can say everyone looks similar. But we've all had very, very different experiences. So if you were actually taking any of us from the inside, it would be very, very different. Absolutely. It's more complex. Absolutely. Um, And also, you know, uh, one that you, in your book, were discussing values. And obviously when that's the inside and when we are aligned with our values and our beliefs obviously that ties in with confidence with business with personal relationships and if we get that side right and then obviously you have us wearing the right clothes and and that also ties in because when people say see you looking right and all People are more inclined, you know, and, and also you look as if you've gone to the effort for somebody or you've gone to a business mm-hmm. meeting. So, again, all those things tie in very, very nicely because what you're trying to do in the book or you do in the book, I don't like to say trying, is you're kind of saying confidence. You're saying feel good. You're mm-hmm. saying you need to understand yourself. Absolutely. How can you be at the best? Mm-hmm. Also, you kind of go through other things. Um, one of the things that grabbed me, I suppose, is kind of it makes sense because you mentioned creativity. Absolutely. And when we use our creativity, that can we can have growth in our mindset and everything else like that. And now, okay, it's natural that kind of grabbed my attention because I do work in the creative field and colours and all kinds of things are part of my everyday life. But it is amazing how creativity opens an imagination and can open lots of doors, like like with your book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I also think too, Rosemary, it's about um, curiosity as well. 
Yeah. Um, being having that curiosity about what that person sitting opposite you or the person that you met at a networking meeting or whatever, what's behind them? What's their story? Yeah. Um, and I think that if you have that curiosity, you never stop learning. Yeah. Never stop learning about other people, but never stop learning about yourself. Yeah. And another message comes true in your book as well is, as you said, learning, improving, because there's no such thing as perfection. We all should be striving for excellence. That's the way I would look on things. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if we strive for excellence, we continue to improve. Absolutely. And if that is even with your colours and, and your how you dress, or if it is learning a skill and helping helping customers and everything else like that. And another side when we're saying striving for excellence, which I really enjoyed, is you had examples of people who you had helped. And it really is nice because if any of us are going to put some work or put an effort into something, it's really nice to see the outcome and Absolutely. to see the results. And yeah. if, you know, I highly recommend people read the book, but if they read the book, they will see what the outcome of after reading the book, which is very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, now, writing a book, like most people would feel very wobbly writing a book, um, uh, or might be doing really, really well for two weeks or whatever writing a book, and then all of a sudden, what happens? Writer's block. <laughs> Or you have a bad day. All these things happen in the real world for all of us. So um, what would your recommendations be? And did you have any wobbly bits when you were writing the book? Oh, Rosemary, yes. I mean, I think you start off with great confidence because it's something new. And that's fine. And I'd, I'd done a couple of my chapters and suddenly... I got this, but what if nobody likes it? What if they don't want to know about me? What if? And I thought, oh, my goodness gracious me, now I have a great friend. And I think I mentioned her in the book, um, Farah Hussein, who is a coach. And she said, what's this all about, Rosie? I said, well, Farah, what will happen if nobody buys my book? And she said, this is just ridiculous. Of course, look, you're putting your heart and soul in there. You're knowledgeable. You have a lovely way of writing. What's going on here? She said, I'm going to take you for three 20 minute sessions and we're going to get to the bottom of this. So the first session, she said, we'd spoken a wee bit about it. How did I, why did I think um, I'd, I was having this wobble? And at the end of the, the those sessions, that, that first session, she said, right, Rosie, you've got some um, homework to do. I went, what? Yes, yeah, she said, you've got some homework. I want you to write down who you are. And I went, Farah, you know who I am? No, 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 no. But she said, do you know who you are? Well, I think so. And she said, right, write it down. And then she said, the next thing uh, to do is I want you to outline your values. What do you value in life? I said, oh, gosh, Farah, I haven't thought about that for a long time. She said, right, do it. <laughs> and then she said, and the last little bit of your homework is going to me to be, I want you to write down five affirmations about you, about yourself. I went, five? I said, I don't think I've got five. She said, Rosie, stop being silly. 
And of course, the thing is that you then, I then went through that and I surprised myself on all of those bits of homework. So, of course, the next time that we met up, I'd done my homework. I was feeling more positive about me. I'd actually picked out my good bits. And I don't mean a bit about my body, but the good yeah. bits about me and where I'd come from and what I was all about and my values and what I was good at. And I think I took the easy way out with the uh, my affirmations. But the five has now grown to an alphabet full. And really? when I'm out walking the dog in the morning, she thinks I'm absolutely daft. But I start at A and go the whole way through to Z. I haven't quite found a Z yet. Um, but it is. It's just that reaffirmation to hardwire my brain into that knowledge and understanding about what is good, what is positive. And actually allowing the negative bits that you might think about yourself to diminish. So, yeah, so that was what I did. I reached out and asked for help. And I think that that is one of the most important things in life. If you get stuck, ask somebody for help. Yeah. And then you get moving again. Absolutely. When you had the wobbly bits or the whatever we want to call it. And if you had just left it with yourself, what would have happened is the book would probably would have ended up in a drawer and not be out there for the world and all the great things it offers. When you got that to that moment, you asked for help. And because you asked for help, two things happened. One, you obviously had a great time (laughs) discovering all these things, but you also discovered more. It might even end up a second book because of all those extra things did you actually have to sit back think about refocus and that's also something that happened you mm. refocused and I can imagine that gave a lot of extra clarity for your book absolutely well. Rosemary yeah because absolutely. I remember in the book <laughs> that's why <laughs> you actually mentioning values and all of those things and when people aren't aligned with their values life becomes complicated and hard because for example I don't play golf and if you put me in a golf club and decided (laughs) told me to talk golf for the day it would not work (laughs) where if we're doing things that are aligned with our values we have we have inspiration we have spark loads of things it's like even the yeah. color of your book it's just you're wearing the same color everyone can see we're on a podcast but she actually i don't know the exact tone of pink but the pink for a future um, Absolutely. And th- those two things are aligned because it's also aligned with the person I'm speaking to, Rosie, at this very, very second. Yeah. So that will actually help me recall Rosie and her book. And I'm looking forward to when it happens. Um, <laughs> you're going to have an audio version of the book in due course. <laughs> I am Rosemary and of course the bit of little bit of news that I can tell listeners and um, readers of my book is that I'm about to tomorrow and on Friday I'm going to be recording the audible of my book 
So I'm so excited about it. Um, The technology was a bit of a, oops, what's going on here? But I found somebody that will help me. And he won't quite hold my hand while I'm reading my book, but he'll certainly be there to figuratively hold my hand as I go through the process. So, yeah, by the weekend, I should have done it. Um, He's been brilliant. And he read read through my book at a pace that he thought is the optimum um, Uh, pace so he thinks it will probably take about four hours so I'm thinking right okay save your voice Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, but no that's brilliant and the pace is very very important because you know I work in Canberra and also I work with people with dyslexia and that's just one set of people yes if things are too fast it's harder for people to process and to understand and also people have to allow for our accents yes all of our accents yes Um, so you know what getting those things right can make a huge difference because the better it is easier for people to understand and your written book I can say your formatting and all that kind of thing is very well done that Mm -hmm. If sentences are too long and all, they're harder to read and the text feels easy to read. And all those things are very, very important. Absolutely. Because there can be the difference between someone actually sitting down and reading your book and saying this is very hard to read and not yes absolutely and it's it's strange Rosemary because I've um I've now sold 110 books which I'm just thrilled to bits about um and I've got probably five prospects that said can I wait until your audible comes out because that is my preferred way of reading in inverted book commas a book now I like to listen and I'm sure two three years ago maybe people wouldn't have acknowledged that because Audible was still quite new I remember the first book that I read on Audible and it was oh gosh no of course I can't remember it but anyway the author of the book read it I kept falling asleep because he had the most beautiful voice (laughs) Yeah, I would wake up thinking, oh, hang on a second, that wasn't where I was. But yeah, so it's I think it's come on in leaps and bounds, um, the quality now that you can get in Audible. Yeah. And as you know, I have Bluetooth headphones. Yes. And I really, really love putting them on and listening to things at the end of the day. Um, and I find, and quite often, if it's someone really interested, I'm a combination of both. Because I could have a notepad and be taking notes. So I'm writing and I'm learning that way, but I'm listening as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a combination of the two. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think for me too, I remember as a little girl, um, bedtime and my mum or my dad reading me a story was just my idea of heaven. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's kind of come full circle, hasn't it? That um, it's it's just such a joy to listen to somebody telling you the story. Yeah, no, no, it is. Now, what would your recommendations be for people to thrive now and going forward? Well, I think that if you're wanting to write a book, just do it. Yeah, good advice. I think that if you are concerned about how you look, 
I would like to recommend and you're worried because many, many of my clients, Rosemary, are going through a crisis um, before they come to me. So it could be that they're returning to work after maternity and they've kind of lost their way because they've spent so much time with babies and in, in kind of baggy clothes because they haven't got time to actually think about what they're getting into. Yes. Um, I get lots of people coming when they hit specific birthdays because they don't want to look frumpy, but they're very aware, but aware that they're not 20 anymore. Yeah. I get people coming when they're going for um, promotional interviews uh, because they want to look their best and they want to feel, we've spoken a lot about confidence, they want to walk into a room and feel confident that they will give of their best and they look their best. The next almost stage on is when they hit retirement and they now go, well, I've got a corporate wardrobe, but I'm now into playing golf and doing whatever my <laughs> hobbies are and I can't wear those anymore. So they they don't want to, they want to come away from that image that they've had as a working man or woman and how can they still look personable approachable good look and feel feel confident in themselves but at a almost a smart casual look rather than a work look and then after that they we hit a 70th birthday an 80th birthday becoming a granny whatever and in all on all of those occasions People then come and say, can you help me, Rosie? And yeah, I go, of course, I can help sense. you. Know, so, yeah, so I think it's milestone. that striving. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. It's when you hit that milestone, how are you going to take it forward uh, into making sure that you still look and feel your best self? Yeah, it, may, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. And, mm. you know, it gives people, as we've said, extra confidence and you also have addressed a thing because with what's happening in the world now, a lot of people are changing jobs and everything else like that. So to have advice that that can help them go to um, an interview, etc., with that confidence. Absolutely. It all helps very, very much the mm-hmm. inner and the outer self for that interview. Absolutely. Can help as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's great. Look, Rosie, thank you very much for your time. I will write a blog post and obviously we'll also have the podcast. And when it is ready, I will let you know. And thank you very much for your time and sharing all your brilliant advice and also talking about behind the mirror. (laughs) Oh, Rosemary, thank you for inviting me. I have really enjoyed the experience of talking to you. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Many thanks for listening to this week's podcast. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, digitalcontentmanager.ie. Are you a freelancer, coach or dyslexic adult? Do you feel overwhelmed by the online world? Do you need help with WordPress design management, Canva creation, digital content and so much more? And not to forget LinkedIn. Contact me to arrange a Zoom call to chat about your business and discover how I can help you. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, digitalcontentmanager.ie. And thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. Take care and all the best.